listeners thank you for being here today and my intention through today's episode is to encourage women worldwide to recognize and embrace their true potential and believe in themselves it's the only women entrepreneur show that focuses on an intentional conversation to pass on the lessons that we have learned from our life experiences and i'm excited because on the show today i have with me Cindy Wilkins the sole proprietor of the healing element fantastic writer blogger the contributing author for the fourfold formula all things wellness related and my dear friend now she's located in marblehead north of boston and has been practicing the art of therapeutic massage mind and body work for a very long time and her approach to healing is recognizing the mind and the body work together in creating health for us so thank you cindy for being here on the podcast with us today thank you so much for having me i've been so looking forward to this conversation we can't wait to hear about your intentional transformation journey you know i keep telling everyone women are a celebration to the world every single day and this series you know the main purpose of it is to focus on purpose driven achievements because i want to inspire women to go ahead and start exhibiting their true potential so could you tell us you know why do we need to pass the baton on uh, you know what would we benefit from passing the baton on well i i i think as as women especially but anyone in particular i think it's very important for all of us to um do the best we can in our chosen interests you know um run that race run that relay race and gain as much ground as we can and as women that's very important because we've got a lot of ground to make up here um and we want to pass that on to the next generation so that they can take it with them going forward absolutely uh, there are a lot of obstacles for women i don't mean to constantly pull that woman card but but we have started out you know kind of at the back of the pack Oh absolutely Cindy I mean we met on BB or LinkedIn about 5 years ago and that was through the comments section of one of my blog posts and man I remember that I mean I remember the blog post because the post was about my dad and I'd love to tell you that you're someone who really makes someone want to stop and listen to what you want to say and I remember the post where you had commented it was dedicated to my dad and i've actually pulled up that comment so that i could read it here today sending you warm hugs uh, fatima williams it's so very difficult for little girls to say goodbye to their daddies that child's heart within is broken but the women we are now will nurture our souls so that we can move beyond the pain and keep living do you remember that i do i do i'm teary eyed listening to you because i I'm I'm quite certain that was probably right around the time I was dealing with the passing of my own dad. So we were on the, that same we were experiencing that loss in in at the same time. And I could actually feel that energy 
passing on from you, you know, even though you were thousands of miles away. And, you know, that is why I think it's really important for us as women to be able to share what we are going through so that, you know, the other person also knows that it's okay, you know, to to be vulnerable sometimes. It's okay to to feel the way we are feeling and not really put ourselves in a position of blame or guilt all the time because I think at that time when you actually lose someone, you know, you automatically move into that space where you kind of look for something to hold on to. And I think I I kind of found a very uh, lovely space to 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 do that. Could could you tell us what about you, Cindy? And you know, I know both of us lost our dads. How how has this uh, how has how has this helped you in 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 your transformation journey? Um, well, you know, one of the things my my dad always instilled in me is, um, you know, if you want something in life. Um, you've got to work hard for it. You know, there, there are no giveaways. It takes effort, um, focused effort and intent. Um, and, you know, during that journey that I was going through with him while he was passing, I was doing the same thing that you were doing. I was writing about it. I was journaling. I was getting it down on paper so I could remember all of the details, all of the little nuances. Um, it was a very special time for me because you know, in life, we weren't really close. You know, as I was growing up, we were very distant. Um, We had our reasons. I won't get into them right now. But, you know, it's interesting because I did write about them um, in the story for this book that I was just a contributing author for. And I shared this story that I wrote about my dad and a beautiful experience that I had um, with him in his moments, his his last moments as he was passing. So it was very cathartic for me. And it was cathartic for a lot of other people when I initially shared it online to like LinkedIn, you know, which is where we met um, and um, BB and I probably shared it a, a, across a multitude of platforms. People began to write into me and say, you know, oh my God, this was so special. I wish I had been there for my mom, dad, you know, whoever, um, when they were passing, because they felt like they missed something. They missed an opportunity to mend fences, maybe. Um, You know, there was a lot of that for me in those last couple of years of his life. There was a lot of mending of fences and building of bridges back to each other. Um. So in sharing that and share, and being vulnerable about it, my hope was that it would touch somebody else um, and inspire them to perhaps do the same thing, write it down, get it down, go see that person that you've been so distant from throughout your whole life. Because especially, you know, our parents, they're not here with us forever. Um, and, and they teach us these, these wonderful lessons. And even if we have these tumultuous relationships with them, there's always room for healing. And the best time to do it is when they're still here. Very true. Very true. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because I would say some of the conversations that sparked our relationship also was centered around that. And, uh, you know, it did inspire me. And, and I was there in the comments section because, you know, we know each other for a while now. And I think that was the most beautiful thing to do because we often 
you know, taking ourselves off from that space for a moment and reflecting on the relationship itself, you know, and not not on on what we missed out, but what we actually had with them, right? And I think once we centered ourselves around that, we started to embrace the entire journey. And and I, I really thank you uh, for having done that because it did inspire me as well. So, so you know, uh, coming back to you know the uh, women entrepreneurs in general, you know, I I keep reading so much, and this entire podcast was inspired by an article I wrote in 2018 about the challenges women entrepreneurs face. And despite there being, you know, a rise in women-owned businesses, female still face a lot of challenges, you know. And uh, what do you think is that one thing or situation or person that helped you in the implementation of the behaviors and actions that got you to where you are today? Well, honestly, I think um, speaking of the challenges we face, speaking to that first, I think the biggest one we we, we women face is um, when we want to have our families. You know, when we go through those stages of we want to have a child, and just as an example, um, you know, jump into the Wayback Machine here 20-some-odd years ago, and we were contemplating having a child. Um, And it's very difficult because for women, you know, maybe we've gained a lot of ground since then, but then, you know, it was like, you know, for women, it was like either you you stay out in the workplace or you stay at home and you have that child, you know, and take care of that child, take care of your family. There was no work-life balance there. So for me, what I, you know, what I wanted to do in my life was create, find a way to create that work-life balance. At the time, I had been working for the, the postal service as a letter carrier, and I had watched many of my female colleagues going through the motions of, you know, they were having children, but they, they weren't there for them. You know what I mean? They weren't, you know, they'd get calls would come into the office, you know, your child is sick at school and we're out on the street. We can't be reached. It was before we even had the cell phones out out there with us. So, and, you know, God forbid any of the men in the office came out to find us out on the route and tell us our kids were sick, right? So I knew I didn't want that. If we were going to have a child, I wanted to create a situation where I was at home. I, I could still work from home and be mom too. And that's what we strive for as women, you know, especially women entrepreneurs. We want to be a part of the workforce, but we want to be moms too. And we want to find ways of creating that healthy balance in our lives. Absolutely. You want to be torn apart between the two people that you want to be. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when, when you decided to take that step of, you know, getting on this journey, you are, what is, what is that one decision or behavior apart from that? Like what actually pushed you to take action uh, to become who you are today? Uh, well, I would actually say it's you know, a real heartfelt desire, you know, a desire to make that, that move. You know, it's like you, my dad always said, if you want it, if you want it bad enough, you've got to find a way to do it. Um, you know, 
And for me, I was always looking for ways to, you know, I had always had a fascination with the mind-body connection. You know, I, I had studied it for years, not formally, but on my own, and I, it just fascinated me. So I was always looking for ways in my outside world to bring that dream to life. Like, how do I take what I know here and apply it in, in my real world, you know, as a practice? And, you know, you look for the signs. I always tell people, look for the signs. They're all around you all the time. And at the time, a massage school opened up right down the street from my office. And I thought, there it is. It couldn't be any easier. You know, like I still worked full time, but I'd come into the office, I'd change my clothes and I'd go to night school. And I, you know, I took some classes in massage uh, therapy and eventually became certified. Um, And once I did that, my, you know, I knew this is it. This is, this is your short little window launch, fly little girl, take that, that opportunity to fly because they don't come around constantly. You have to know when the timing is right. Absolutely. The awareness is important, right? Right, right. We have the signs and a lot of us have a lot of signs most of the time, but the awareness that it's there and, you know, we have the tools around us, but are we ready to use them? This is a question I had asked myself. And what are the tools that you had available? Yes, you, you know, the the parlor opened up and you were in night school, but what other tools do you think helped you, which was instrumental as well? Well, I I'll elaborate on what you just said about being ready. You know, I, I mean, there's a preparedness that you know this didn't happen right away for me. It took a couple of years for me to go through the motions of creating this experience for myself I had to prepare and and in preparedness we create resiliency right because we feel like we you know we're ready we know what we're doing we're ready to engage yeah it's like ready for engagement it's like just an analogy to use You, you as a firefighter you wouldn't run into a burning building without the proper equipment right because if you do that you're probably not going to survive same thing with with this whole process. You need to lay the groundwork and and prepare yourself for where it is you want to go. You know, in terms of you know how you want to engage and be open to the change when the opportunity comes. Absolutely, I mean that is something very instrumental as well. Because if we do not take into consideration all these things, I think you end up getting burnt, and you know. But, you know, mm-hmm. yes, they say it's okay to burn your fingers, but why do we have to do that when we can prepare ourselves and get in for the journey? And I think everything that we go through in our life prepares us for where we want to be in life. And preparation is happening from day one, since the day we are born, I would say. Right, well, cor- correct in, in that. And we also want to make sure that we're making the proper connections too that are relevant to what we want to do, right? I mean, you want to certainly ask for help. You know, no- nobody goes it alone. You know, no one is an island unto themselves. So don't be afraid to to ask for help from family or friends or your community. You know, how I f- first started out building my business was connecting with some physical therapists for referrals. 
Um, and in turn, you know, you always want to offer something back in return when someone helps you. So, you know, I would offer them uh, discounted massage sessions and they would send me referrals. And, you know, to this day, 20 years later, I'm still going strong and I still get referrals from these same people. Beautiful, beautiful. And that is a beautiful message for today mm-hmm. because people expect in return without giving. And, you know, when we give, I, I realize that we get back 10 times more in fold, you know, mm-hmm. and um, that I love, I love that you said that, uh, you know, because I remember giving and in giving we receive. I remember reading somewhere. So, Cindy, you talk a lot about mind-body connection and, you know, I've even read a lot of your blog posts on the innate ability to heal, you know. So can you tell us how does that actually happen? You know, someone who has never thought about healing because that's not something they teach you in school, right? They don't tell you that you got to heal yourself. you got to have this mind-body connection. In fact, I myself, you know, I can be... Uh, I can accept that I never knew about all these things until I came into the online world and I started reading, even though I had psychology as a subject when I finished my diploma in teaching, which is a funny thing because you know I didn't know about these things. So could you tell us how it actually works? How can we heal ourselves? Sure. Well, you know, the interesting thing is you hit the nail right. You kind of pointed right to it immediately. They don't teach us these things in school. They really don't even teach us these things in conventional medicine either, you know, not, not to knock it because, you know, we certainly need it when it's necessary. Um, but it's not something that we are familiar with the idea. We're not really taught that we have that innate ability, that innate power to um, heal our bodies. And it's our bodies that know how to do it. Right. Um, So connecting with our bodies and listening to our bodies is so crucial because when we don't do that and we fight against them all the time, we just contribute to generating disease. Right. Um, You know, and I and I and I've been guilty of it myself, you know, through the years. I mean, for years, I dealt with chronic pain, chronic joint pain and, and, and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, like everybody else, we're we're kind of um, groomed to just hit the pill mill, just swallow handfuls of this and that, you know, all the -the over-the-counter medications. And then you'll have it, then you'll have another problem and we can medicate that too. (laughs) I know that vicious circle until, until I connected with alternative therapies. And once I connected with alternative therapies, um, you know, the massage and body work, the acupuncture, the, um chiropractic the you know more somatic therapies um like breath work and reiki and meditation huge meditation um i began to feel better on multiple levels not just physical level but i began to feel better mentally emotionally um in all different aspects of my life and i knew i was on the right track because things began to flow more naturally Right. I wasn't fighting it anymore. Right. So that's how I knew I was on the right track in in what I was studying and becoming more aware. And and how we do this is we feed our minds with this information, you know, and and meditate on it. I know people say meditation seems so silly. 
Yes. Sit in that uncomfortable lotus position. You don't have to do that. It's communicating with your body and being aware of it when it's trying to send a message to you most of the time through pain and illness. It, it's, it's beautiful for you to have healed all of those years of chronic pain, which medicines and doctors couldn't do just by understanding your body, understanding your mind, right? That's key, you know, because I understood through my um, interest in my research on mind-body mm-hmm. that it was more than just the body. Because, you know, when you, when you think about the focus of conventional medicine, they're always looking for the physical cause of something to medicate the symptom, symptom, you know, to medicate the symptom. Whereas I became very much more aware that it was the emotional body that was in connection with, with pain and illness that becomes chronic. There's a deeper underlying issue there. And you have to do a little digging. You have to do a little research for yourself, you know, and you usually, you don't have that time when you walk into a doctor's office and they're looking to assess you in a, what you get maybe 10 minutes now, Uh, you know, when you go in and see your doctor, right. You know, they can't, they can't really know what's going on with you in a a 10 minute timeframe. So they're looking for an immediate symptom, but it doesn't really get to the cause. Right. 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 I mean, that is, I think that is very instrumental in, in the healing journey as well, to understand the cause of why, why is it we're feeling this way? Or why is it, you know, I'm not able to go ahead and do something. And I think these factors are very important. You know, uh, our listeners today may be wondering, yeah, we're talking about women entrepreneurship, but how is this going to help? I would say this is the foundation or the fulcrum on which the entire journey balances on. Because if we don't understand how our mind and body work, we cannot fully contribute to who we truly want to be. Do you agree with me, Cindy? Yeah, correct. You know, correct. And 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 that's true for men too. Um, you know, because we see, but you know, the difference in one of the biggest differences that I see in, let's just say the corporate world, let's take the corporate world as an example, because it is, um, it's, it's so clear to me, the differences between men and women, you know, um, men have been trained to suppress their emotions, to take it on the chin kind of thing. And, and, you know, a lot of times that ends up manifesting itself as aggressive behavior. Well, it happens that way in women too. Guess what? You know, we emotionally, our emotional bodies behave in very much the same way. Uh, but men tend to take that aggression and they express it outwardly where women kind of turn it in on themselves. But the difference, and if women turn it outwardly, we're viewed as being, you know, pardon the term, bitchy, right? You know, we're bitchy, uh, bitchy woman. But if a man does that in that corporate setting, he's, you know, he's assertive. He's assertive. He's getting the job done. He's not taking no, he's, you know, putting his foot down. So there's a big disc. There's a, a difference. There's a double standard there. Um, in the way that we view men and women in, in our working world. So how do you think we could be more assertive? How, how are you assertive in your journey? Because I know that we all are in the same world where, you know, we have the other gender uh, with us. But, you know, uh, we are all here together. It's, it, I don't think it's a competition. People keep thinking it's a competition. And there's a lot of 
time and there's a lot of resources for everyone to enjoy the benefits of what this beautiful universe can give us, right? So how, mm. how can we be assertive? What has made you assertive in this journey? You know, having the conversations, you know, have the conversation, um, you know, and, and it is, you know, through the years, it, it has been kind of a competition between men and women, and it really shouldn't be. You know, we shouldn't be competing with each other. Um, but unfortunately, it has been, you know, and the, and the scales have been tipped in the wrong direction. But I think that, you know, now that women are stepping into their power, and they certainly, you know, have been, um, those scales are starting to, you know, equalize. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're becoming more and more assertive in ourselves, because we're not allowing ourselves to be put down to be told that we can't do this or that, or we can't survive on our own. And we're doing that by, you know, living our, you know, living by our own example. Yeah. And I see a lot of men standing up right now, you know, they are also voicing out. And I think that's been also a very major cause for, I think, women in general today, at least stepping up to the cause. And, you know, I always tell that women need to support and mentor each other, but I can even see that it would be great if men come forward and mentor women as well. Because we all know if a woman is empowered, her not just her home, but her whole, whole community is empowered. And, you know, I think that is very, very important today. Don't you, don't you agree with me? Yeah, and one of the most beautiful things I was seeing as I was, um, when my daughter was young and I'd be out on the, the uh, playground waiting for her to come out of school to pick her up, there was this, uh, you know, young man there waiting for his child too. And I just thought that was the most attractive thing, you know, like good for you, dad, stepping up and, and being dad. And, you know, so I think there's more of a, a work-life balance for men too. They were never really afforded the opportunity to take some time off to be with their kids. Um, and, you know, when they were young, this this young man's position was he had taken on the role of being dad, you know, and mom was the, you know, the 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 uh, head of household, the breadwinner, whatever, whatever you want to call her. So I just thought that was such an amazing thing. I'm like, oh, the scales are tipping. This is so wonderful. And I, um, and I would have conversations with him all the time about it. And I'm like, you are so brave. You are so yeah. brave. Yes, we need to go ahead and acknowledge that as well. You know, when I see someone doing something out of the way, extraordinary, I take a minute to stop and acknowledge that so that that person would go ahead and do that even more. And, you know, it's very important for us to actually not just inspire, but appreciate someone for whatever that is that they're trying to accomplish in their life. A little bit of, you know, uh, a little word of comfort is, you know, we're not going to lose anything. And, and I think it's important to share our journey. So, you know, could you tell us a little bit, uh, you know, I am actually excited uh, about your book. So just give our listeners a little bit about the book so that they would know what it is about. And if they're interested, they could pick up a copy of it. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'd love to. This has been such an exciting journey. I'm, I'm going to show you a little picture of it here. Wow. Formula for all things wellness. Uh, wonderful. I mean, look at the size of this thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful book um, with, you know, 40 plus co-authors. 
um, you know, contributing authors. The co-authors in the book are, are Peggy Wilms and Marcus Vetstein, who is an endocrinologist. So there's a lot of really helpful information in here um, on health, on what uh, Peggy has um, um, called her wellness wheel, the, the four quadrants of, of wellness for our lives. And, and uh, it's, it, there's just, there's so much information in there. I can't touch upon it all at once, but I can tell you that the stories in this book are amazing. And, you know, they're written by, uh, a lot of them are written by regular people, people who've never even written a story before. You know, they just, they took a leap of faith in themselves and they came out from behind the, the curtain, came out of the shadows and they stepped into their own vulnerability and shared these amazing stories about, you know, triumph over, uh, many different things, whether it be, um, you know, loss of a loved one, like we just talked about, or a divorce or an addiction or, you know, being overweight, or, you know, some kind of issue that they really struggled with in their lives and they found a way to overcome. So they're, they're success stories, yeah. you know, for all of these people. And it just, and, and I'm telling you, there is not anyone among you that will not find a piece of yourself walking along these pages because they're so universal, these stories. I have no doubt. I have no doubt because I've been leading a little bit about you guys advertising the book. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited to hear 40 transformational stories all packed up into one book, like a golden nugget, right? And, you know, I think one thing I want to take away from this conversation is take that leap of faith. I'm going to hold on to that. You know, take that leap of faith. Don't you think that's all we each of us need to be doing today? Absolutely. Um, And you know what? There is no greater investment that you can make in life than the one you make in yourself. Right? I love that. I love that. Cindy, thank you so much. You know, it's been such an intentional uh, conversation and I hope our listeners can take away from us today uh, what it means to actually go ahead and put that, take that leap of faith and trust in yourself, in your abilities. And, and of course, you know, seek out to people who have done that, been there, you know, uh, because if you're going to sit around and wait, it we would have to keep waiting. So, you know, one of the reasons for this podcast is so that people can understand that you can seek out people and and reach out and there are people who want to help people like you uh, you know who want to share uh, your successes and uh, you know they could read uh, the article that we had published on the women entrepreneur page as well so i will be sharing links on how you can connect with cindy wilkins and if you're interested to know more about her book or buying her books i will be sharing links on the podcast show notes and the blog post associated with this podcast and we can also you can also look for more information on fatimawilliams.me slash intentionality podcast and that's the podcast series that we are listening to today and i hope each and every one of you have the most intentional journey thank you once again cindy is there something you want to tell us listeners today before we close up Hey, just always be open to looking for ways to bring in your dreams to life. Everyone. Love that. Love that. Thank you so much.